Okay, with Alex Palumbo, Finks is the short film played at Under Five Minute Film Festival. It's really kind of a creepy suspense film. This person's, you know, playing tennis, and and we've if anybody's been joined to have belong to a club like this where like it's indoor tennis and the guy's having fun and he's like he's feeling that somebody is is spying on him and creeping on him and I guess that's the concept of the film, correct? Yeah, basically, yeah. So where did you kind of come up with this idea? Yeah, so uh, I, I'm a tennis pro, like actually like my uh, my day job. So I used to compete um, a lot in high school and other tournaments and stuff. And so uh, getting in that headspace before competition, right, uh, it was – you have to be very, very mentally strong because there's a lot of distractions on the court, whether it be your opponent or, you know, weather conditions or whatever, or just like something going on, you know, in your life. So I want to kind of just like portray that with a short film where we have a character who's got a, a really big distraction off the court and how he just tries to, uh, you know, basically deal with his uh, you know, improving his game before it gets, you know, it becomes like a real problem for him. <laughs> so you're like so you're mixing both of your favorite things together, I guess, tennis and filmmaking, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. It was also just because I, I have that location you know like in, in my pocket basically my boss is lucky enough to let me film there after hours and so uh you know i just want to make something after uh graduating from montclair state so i uh i was like hey like you know i have a location here let me try and make a story around this like what can i do with this place and you know i just kind of started writing it so the guy who's the your main character he's quite the tennis player he's got some skills <laughs> yeah yeah he's an a-lister now nah, now nah, but um yeah I, I just casted myself because uh i don't know it's, it's, i haven't done it like in a while like seriously yeah. and uh, i just want i wanted the tennis like serving to look you know like realistic i guess so uh i i feel like it'd be easier for me to just step in the role you know not that many lines so i think i can handle it and yeah. then, uh you know just just be physically looked apart um rather than cast with somebody so there, I'm, I'm assuming that you had this experience before where you're doing extra pra practice by yourself in this kind of setting. And it's like your light is on in your tennis court and then it, the rest of it is pretty dark and dingy. And and uh, and it's a kind of an interesting green aesthetic. And then like I'm, I'm, then all of a sudden you hear something. But it's one of those situations where it's like a big, you know, big place where if you hear the, the littlest thing, it kind of scares you a little bit because you're not you're wondering where it comes from, I guess. Yeah, no, it's definitely the, the thing about when, when my crew is there and shout out to my crew, uh, Zach, Jack, Adam, Carly, Cole, Doug, we're on set with me. He's the guy <laughs> in the costume um, and people that help me in post. Like, uh, thank you so much, because uh, we did shoot it like after hours. Um, so it was like from 7 p.m. to like 3.30 in the morning. And, yeah. You know, people had to go, had to be up early, you know, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock. And so they didn't complain and rush me out of there. So shout out to them for being awesome. Um, but they did like when we walked in there, people were like, yeah, this is kind of perfect. because There's no windows. So no sunlight, even though it's dark out, you just you have no there's no wind like, you know, yeah. no door. like it's just it's just the, the curtains kind of surround you. So when you do see something or hear something, there's so many blind spots and, and it's such a wide, like narrow, like a uh, view, I guess, looking down at the sixth court. Yeah, I mean, it, it's eerie within itself, and you got all those curtains surrounding it. So there's just so many obstructions to view. So my DP and I were um were like really playing with that, like uh, looking at something from afar. You have so many things in front of you, kind of helped uh you know conceal what the monster looked like a bit. 
Yeah, and I guess you just kind of reveal that there there is a there's spiders and a monster in this film, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of made out yourself your character to be kind of a hero, I guess. You know what? Like, yes, I guess. But um, yeah, he's just trying to survive. You know, um, people always like joke at me after they see it. Isn't like as soon as he gets closer, like, why are you still there? Like, how are you not running away? Yeah. And I, I just kind of, I don't know. I was like, you know, because you know he, he wasn't done practicing. I guess I don't know. You know, you you want to uh, the goal for anybody that's trying to get better some is like sometimes when you get in that headspace like i need to be the best i can at this um not much can really get you from that you know so if if somebody came onto set you know in the middle of the night was like hey uh you know i I stopped filming like uh, you know i'm trying to sleep or something you know we want to stop filming (laughs) like you know we're still trying to make the movie so uh it's it's kind of like it's just to put it in those terms kind of like that's that's kind of how you gotta act or how you gotta think Okay, so you're t- you're that's what you say. That's what you do for your job is that you're a tennis pro, correct? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So tell me, okay, so when did you? How old were you when you first started playing tennis? I was eight. Oh, you're eight. So is that like is that a little bit older, or like is that like I don't like I see these yeah. kids that these, these these tennis camps where they seem like five six years old now. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I teach them. Um, yeah, no, oh, I, I teach them. Okay. Levels, uh, but uh, yeah, no, there, there's kids that started like you know three four. Um, I started when I was eight, and then uh, I'm I'm about to be 23 next month. So, um, how many years? I don't know, like 12, six, I'm going on 16 years or yeah. 15 years. Yeah. So you like were you like did you go like to a tennis like high school? Like I know there's all these kind of like athletic camps and athletic schools and stuff like that. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to a high school. We were ended up being like the first like uh, state sectional champs in my high school. Like they had never the boys tennis team has never done that until us. So I don't know, it just kinda and, um, you know, I ended up being like, Hey, like this could be like a cool avenue, um, you know, just to work in and then I never really was looking for it. And then my uh my boss ended up calling me like out of nowhere two years after graduated, asked me if I wanted to work. And then um I just been doing uh film stuff along with going to school for it when I went to Montclair State to film I got my film degree this year or yeah. last year uh in June. So that was fun. And um yeah, no, it was it was it's just been a part of my life for a while. Like, you know, I still follow it, you know, on the tour and stuff. So it's, the tennis, uh, it's like the PGA tour or not the PGA, the the, the tennis tour. Yeah, the ATP tour, yeah. Yeah. So you're did you think that like you're when did you realize that you were good like at, at tennis? Like when did you like how old were you? honestly like I never really thought it was that good even when I was a, a junior and senior and we were doing really well um because uh I think any any athlete or especially like any any athlete where it's just you on the court um can can kind of uh understand that you're always you know there's no clock in the sport so you be winning for two hours and then losing for the last hour and and, and be losing the match and lose the match so I I always kind of felt like I was the underdog even if I was supposed to win a match because you you can always there's always opportunity to mess up whether it be an unforced error right like me making a mistake without the opponent doing it or the opponent could just start playing better and you could lose so um I guess I realized I was good like I don't know last week <laughs> when I when I started teaching people you know uh like a year ago maybe but um I never really looked at myself as like yeah you can do this and then people would Oh yeah, you're like pretty good. Like, oh, you know, maybe you could beat this guy, or maybe you could beat this guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, 
I'm just happy to be out here. Like, Your parents yeah. didn't like put pressure. I know there's a lot of like, I read Agassi, uh, Andre Agassi's book, which is fantastic book, uh, sports book. But he like his, his dad would have him outside for like four or five hours a day. Practicing yeah, it's tennis. actually my favorite, my favorite book, like ever. Oh, you, so you read the book too, right? Yeah. Open. Yeah. Open by yeah. Agassi. Holy cow. Yeah. No, he, he like tennis aside, just reading that book. Right. He had so many opportunities to give up on the dream. Right. Yeah. I mean, not just like the burnout from him being a young kid and then being a high school player, even when he became successful. Right. When he, he literally says in the book, when he became the world number one, like in the world, like are yeah. you the number one player in the world? He's what you've been waiting for your whole life, right? Working hard for. He literally, like, in that moment, felt like this is it. Like I'm just like one, like nothing, nothing. Like you still got to play. You're still gonna lose matches. You're still gonna win matches. So um, he just, he just, his mindset was uh, very actually like to make it full circle. It's it's pretty similar to what I was trying to portray in uh in the in the film Sphinx because uh he. He was, you know, the character that I'm playing is, is just so into tennis. He really can't address other things going on in his life, like his dad calling him, somebody staring at him across the court. As yeah. an advocacy was trying to do so many other things in life and really couldn't because, I mean, you got you to gotta be all over the world playing and stuff. So it's interesting you mentioned that. Yeah. He's in balance. There's an imbalance. And in, in order to be number one, in order to be the best at something, like say Tom Brady or something, there's a, there's an imbalance in his, his, his daily life, I guess. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think there's, there's some kind of formula for success. All those guys that are considered uh, the best or to be the best in their field yeah. have some kind of, there's gotta be some kind of recipes for success where it be like this crazy discipline, like, you know, Mamba mentality discipline, or, you know, just starting at a young age. And there's even some guys that started at a later age that just, uh, that just pick it up in our, you know, elite. Um, so it, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it's, it's because it's like, there's like, it's funny because we're kind of in a, you could consider it the golden era of tennis, I guess. Right. Where like hundred percent better Nadal and Djokovic. Right. So basically the three great, some of the arguably the three greatest tennis players of all time, and they're playing in the same era. Right. So, mm-hmm. and they're, they all have their own journeys, right. They all have their own, individual stories of how they became great i guess yeah no i mean it's also just it's kind of crazy because they're defying um you know stereotype like as in you know federer was on top pretty much until like his last year nadal i mean won two grand i think two grand slams last year and broke the record at the age of like 36 yeah joe just won his his 22nd which is tying him at the age of 35 so it's like you know, people have been talking about the next generation of players for five years, six years now, and we're still waiting for them to break through, really, um, with the exception of a few. But um, it's interesting you mentioned that as well. Yeah, no, it's so so you like you, you still follow tennis. You still love like, did you ever think you're like there's certain people you play with? They're like they're 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 going to be professionals. Right. Like it's like what it's sports is interesting because it's like I played I played football. Right. Where it's like mm-hmm. I knew that I was good, but. I knew other people were better and they're going to be, they could be professionals. Right. Where it's like, I, I know that my skill set wasn't even, even if I practice 10 hours a day, I could never get to their, their level. They just had an extra, extra step that I didn't have, I guess. Yeah. Now there's definitely, you definitely have to humble yourself or, or you're going to be humbled practically and, yeah. and in sport or whatever. 
But um, I, I just realized, okay, like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm barely five, six, you know what I'm saying? I probably weighed 120 in high school and I'm playing <laughs> kids that are six, four cracking the ball at me. I really don't know how I even made it. Like wingspan, right? What was that? Wingspan. Like if you're trying to hit the ball over their head, oh, like see, they come, yeah. they come up on the net with you. Uh, you try to hit uh, over them. Then they're six, five. They're going to smash you. Right. The lanky, uh, lanky, tall kids, big serve. That was always like a big problem for me, but I found a way to win sometimes. Other times I was just lucky if it was a, a close fight, but, um, you know, I, I just, you got to look at yourself. It's like, listen, it doesn't really matter. Like you're not going to blame your dimensions. Like you just got to keep doing what you're trying to do, whether it be film or tennis or anything really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as a filmmaker, what are you, what are you hoping to do? You got your uh, website thrive five dice productions, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Five days productions. Um, check it out. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the plug. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but oh, go uh, ahead. You're just, you're just making short films right now, kind of figuring out your, your, your directorial kind of grammar, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm at, I work for a studio, uh, and it's a film, like it's a film photography. We have all types of shoots come in big, small, independent union. So, um, I've been, I've been making connections and, and working there and just kind of learning still like, you know, cause you don't stop learning after college. You still just got to be on that, in that environment all the time. So um, try, trying to, I'm trying to be a writer director um, and obviously, and, you know, trying to go that route, try, trying to have it get producers or get hired by a production company, or um, if it doesn't come around, you know, self-produce something, get it seen. That's why uh, I've been really submitting to more festivals now because I realize you need two budgets for a movie and that's to make the movie and then yeah. to sh get the movie seen. So uh, I'm starting to realize that that's a, a legitimate uh, thing I need. And like, for example, for this project, um, people have been telling me left and right, like, uh, you know, especially for the, in this festival, when you get a, a feedback video, it's like, oh, we want to see more with this story. We want to see more. Like, I want to know what happened next. Right. So um you know, I decided to write a feature script of this. It's about 87 pages and I'm getting it. I'm showing it to, you know, a few of my friends and my dad read it and uh, give me notes and stuff. So hopefully we can make that, uh, uh, you know, make this story a feature one day um, in the near future. Um, you know, hopefully not too soon so I can get a little better <laughs> as a director, but um, hopefully, you know, not, not too long as well, because I think there's a lot more to the story. And um, I think, uh, you know, just, you know, answers. Look, you have a lot of questions. Once the short film's over, why did this happen? Yeah. Who is the person watching him? Why is this character like this? And uh, why not? You know, why not tell it in a in a longer uh, in a longer script? Yeah. So you, but you've made. Like, it seems like you've made a lot of short films since uh, in your like teenage years and university. And so it seems like you're like you're you're, you're constantly working. You're constantly making films. Yeah. You know what it is, man. I. I I really, um, nobody has to really tell me to write and direct something, right? Um, so when I was in college, you know, the professors would give you an assignment. Okay, you have to make a documentary. You got to make this short film. You got to make that. You got to film this. And I would be doing that 100% handed in early, everything. But I was also doing stuff, you know, during winter break, right? During the summer, during even the regular semester, making other stuff. Because um, you got to really kind of do, you know, double what it takes, just to, to see any kind of improvement or at least try to improve. Um, and so I'm always making stuff and I'm even editing a documentary now. Um, so hopefully we get that scene in a little bit. Um, and then I'm, I'm working already on pre-production on another short film, a narrative. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they both, uh, they both get seen and they come out well and stuff. 
But uh, yeah, it's just it's just I love doing it so much. And I'm blessed to have uh, a group of friends that are film majors that help me out all the time. And I, I help try and get them to do more projects themselves because I feel like they're always on my sets. And I'm like, guys, like, please, please feel free to make something, too. <laughs> like, so it's just not me. Um, but uh, they're awesome. So, yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to make as much as possible because why not? You know, I'm no longer I'm not I'm not in the classroom anymore. So, I just, yeah, do, you know. You guys are you're in you're in New Jersey. You're you're close to New York City. On your website, you have the photo of of the sky the New York skyline. I guess right where you where you live. Yeah, that was actually after a festival too. That was pretty tough. Yeah, and that was cool. Yeah, we go to the city. Um, I mean, was the last time we went? My buddy, my buddy filmed something there in sophomore year. Tom, and then um, we haven't really shot anything there in a while. Um, but we go there. There's all types of. You know, theaters and 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 festivals. Yeah. Hopefully, I go to one. Fingers crossed. I submitted my thesis to a festival in Brooklyn like yesterday. I'm gonna find out in like two days if I'm if it got accepted. So yeah. that'd be cool if I go to that one. No, it's interesting that you're like you're you always like literally you're in the shadow of New York City, right? Like the skyline is like is your backyard in a sense. It's it's an interesting like the biggest city in the world, and you're growing up and you're kind of you're constantly seeing it. I guess. Yeah. I don't live like necessarily right by there. No, I yeah, I, I I'm just I'm talking metaphorically, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah literally, it's kind of, you know, and people are asking me left and right, like, oh, uh, are you moving to L.A.? Are you moving to yeah. California? And I'm like, if you if you really look around, like movies, film, TV are, are coming to us. They're coming to Jersey. They're coming to New York. Studios being made. So it's like, why you know, I got some connections down here. It's like moving to California would just kind of be like leaving what i've already been trying to set up um but you can't do it without like immense help um so i have help from a lot of people you can't even name no filmmaker really does it by themselves yeah um, they do it with other filmmakers too so um it's just it's just uh it's good to be able to have a team and have like kind of a home base but uh yeah no I, i'm not opposed to 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 working in the city or, or hopefully you know seeing any opportunities over there wherever it may be so the our festival under five minutes. So what did you think about the feedback video? The audience had reacting to your film. Yeah, I loved it, and I just think more festivals should do stuff like that because, um, you know, obviously you can't make every festival. You can't go to every festival. This one showed in like Tokyo, Rome, you know, Japan, Munich, like all types of stuff like that. So, um, you know, you obviously can't. I can't see the audience actually react to the movie. So it's yeah. nice that you guys were able to uh, provide a. Uh, you know, feedback and actual reactions from people because um, that's that's the most valuable thing. It's like, you know, after the movie's over, I'm the type of person to ask everybody, what'd you think? You know, what'd you like with this part? And so it was actually really, uh, really nice to hear people's thoughts and um, and, and get their reactions and certain moments are stuck with them. And you learn a lot from that, 100%. Gotcha. Well, I can't wait to see your next films. You should, uh, like, it seems like you're, you're, you're always, you're always go going, you're always doing and you're teaching kids how to play tennis and and uh, for setting up the next generation, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, no, that's I have I'm, I'm t- I'll be teaching later today, but uh, yeah, it's funny. I you know some of my clients and stuff they once they find out I'm a filmmaker, like they just they, you know they'll just be like, oh, you know, I know this guy, he's a director, and then I end up not, like actually like they actually be pretty like pretty pretty uh like accomplished I'm like oh my god like please please like send them like a link or to this or something yeah you know, and then I, and then I, I kind of like get a little not embarrassed but I'm I, I gotta be like, all right reel it in reel it in like chill like the time will come <laughs> um but yeah no and then 
Uh, yeah, just my next film is, is called Vision. Uh, it's a documentary about, uh, I was at another film festival in Jersey City and a lady came up to me, my document, my previous documentary was showing, she came up to me, she said, um, hey, uh, did you make the documentary tonight? I go, yeah. And she goes, well, I have, I have an amazing story. If you want to film me, I, you won't regret it. And I was like, okay, I'll take you up on that offer. Let's like discuss this. And then I ended up calling her, her story's amazing. Um, and we'll we'll probably get that scene hopefully in March. So just be on the lookout for that. All right. So congratulations, and let's. Well, why don't we talk again when uh, when when we show showcase your next film? Please, yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel, Shlemazel.